Live from the Parade Route, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast! podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode chock full of analysis facts and more goodness for your ears and brains it's an exciting week as it's our first post-match podcast of 2015 wow so i know forever. so hold on to your hats for some tasty match breakdowns we'll also discuss the cba vanny tactics look ahead to this weekend's match against the crew as well of course as bitchy blanks and would you rather but first to the panel he was a quality late sub at vmp towers on saturday and injected energy and purpose into the night it's Mark Hinckley. It's, you know, that's what I'm paid the big bucks for. His game thread wrangling on Saturday showcased his form for the season. It's Tony Walsh. Yes. <laughs> Dick Rutter? Marv Albert. Oh. Bit of both. Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah, more Marv Albert, I think, yeah. Marv Albert. Mar- Marv Router. <laughs> Marv Router. Dick's, Dick's cousin. <laughs> that's just that mush them together. Yeah, in why one. not? Make it the final. New York Knicks. <laughs> yes, 100. Canada new. <laughs> Still shaking off his preseason newfound positivity after surviving TFC's first 45 minutes on Saturday, that is. Mm-hmm. It is Duncan Fletcher. Oh. Hit that positivity needle really was starting to go low, wasn't it? Yeah. Just, no, no, Rebounded no, in the no, second half. That's, no, no, I'm good. Still, no, still not dulled completely. Like nope. Anthony Mason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never forget. Aww. Yes. <laughs> Bring the ring I down like back. that. Well done. What is your hair mm. correct? Hmm? Oh, this is a strong start. I know. We are crushing the opening. As for me, I put away my markers and my megaphone and embrace the new season, so everything is awesome. Right? I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Well, everything is cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> Okay, strike talk. Crisis averted. Uh, MLS and the MLS Players Union managed to avoid the need for a strike at the last minute as negotiations went to the wire last Thursday. And thankfully, because I think we all enjoyed having MLS back on the weekend, no one really wanted a delayed season. Well, some did, but not us. So here are the details that we know, and let me put that no in giant air quotes, because... First. Yes. Who wanted a delayed season? That's what I was wondering. I saw lots of... I did. Why? All over Twitter. Uh, All over the place. All over social media. uh, That the players should have held out. That uh, I saw a number of TFC fans who were like, oh no, they should go on strike, because think of how much it'll cut down our road trip. Leave it it up Mm. to TFC supporters to... To find the silver lining were, in were these, their life. Were these the same supporters yeah. who were like, it's TFC Eve, 12 hours to go, beforehand? Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. So. I mean, it, it's one thing to suggest, yeah, you want the players to go as hard as they can and get the best deal. It's another thing to say, yeah, I want it to be a strike and to not start. I mean, oh, no, I, I You can want... hope for the best without wanting Oh, no, strike. true, true, but I, I Oh, no, I just... think there are people who actually wanted, they, they were like, no, no, I hope they I... strike. And I don't think it was necessarily to do with the players getting yeah, the that's best what deal. I mean. This was this was a the fans. There was there was two sides to the fan argument with that. There was we want to strike so that TFC's road trip is cut back, mm. and then the other side of that was how dare they strike 
I'm a fan, I've paid my money, I want to go to the games, they're not allowed to strike kind of thing. It was a really interesting, when you go to the extremes on that argument. First world problems. But I saw a lot of it. Like I, I, was, I was actually kind of surprised. For the most part, everyone's happy. They are, you know, not everyone's happy with the deal, which we are going to talk about now. Like Free fun. agency, which was the big sticking point. Uh, after eight years in MLS, and must be 28 years old. Free agent raises, uh, that's just a range from 25% increase to 15% increase, depending on how much over 100 grand you make. Not including the DPs, of course, because they're in their own little world. League minimum, this is the confusing one, because there's actually two league minimums. So there's really only one league minimum. It's 50,000, it's not 60,000. And 54 reserve players, 60,000 for senior players. Again, it's 50,000. CBA length is five years. That was actually a really important point, I think, because the owners really wanted it to be eight years. Mm-hmm. And the players negotiated that back down to five. And then the salary cap increase over the next four years from 3.1 to 4.2. So basically not an increase. There was one other thing, actually, that sort of has come out, and I know is not in everyone's notes, but the uh, shrinking of the roster. Looks like it's actually happening. They're shrinking it from 30 to 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's talk of 25, but 28, 28 seems to be what they've landed on. Mm-hmm. So those were the main points that pretty much everyone was talking about. All of the articles were written about was bandied back and forth. What concession do you consider to be the most positive on here? I'm going to say the league minimum finally being raised to above what I earn in a year. Um, I think uh, that's important. Especially especially when you're trying to position yourself, as MLS has been doing for the last 20 years, that this is something worth watching, this is important, we're going to compete as far as quality with the rest of the leagues in the world, except we are going to keep most of a, a large number of our players not in the most fiscally sound situations. Uh, like in the infancy of this league, you still had to have a winter job. You were not going. You could not realistically be a professional soccer player in the sense that you didn't do anything other than play soccer, or at least play for one club. Um, Sixty grand is 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 a good move of the of the needle. It's significant. Fifty grand even for the reserves. That's a pretty sweet gig. Given that when they started this, like when TFC joined the league, it was twenty six. Like that's 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 some pretty good progress in nine years, but. That's that's my that's my big plus. I really wanted to see the bottom end come up. Yeah, it's always nice when your bottom TFC player can rent a half decent two bedroom apartment in Toronto yeah. while they're here. Exactly. Um, I guess the obvious next one is free agency. Not so much. I mean, it's very limited, obviously, but it was something that you know we'd heard the owners were so against. So the fact that they even got it on the table now probably won't effect or benefit this generation of players but the fact that it's even there means it's not going anywhere ever so that when they reopen the cba in five years then it's the union's job to try to whittle that down to a better deal the fact that they even got that in there which is a you know a good dent in the mls single entity foundation uh i think that's that was probably a win even though they would have liked it to be a more true free agency but They'll have to work on that in five years' time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd uh, agree with Tony there. Really, it's you know, it's not great. You know, I don't think anybody is going to be hurry. You know, going to be able to make themselves rich from this. I mean, you know, some the few players that qualify for it, they'll at least have a bit more control. 
uh, over the situation if they do want to leave their club. But yeah, they're not going to be making it rich. But yeah, it, it's a good uh, first step and you know, next agreement they can maybe make it into something a bit more worthwhile. But uh, that's probably the biggest thing I'd say. I sort of ward between the two, between the, the minimum and the free agency. The minimum, I think, is the most important right in the moment in that mm-hmm. young guys and new guys will be able to, in the larger market cities, have a life other than just only getting to go out if the if the DPs are paying for the night out or you know having their buddies over if they save up for chips at Costco. It's crazy to think, though, that if that wasn't in place, you would still have the occasional player, not often, but the occasional player who would choose not to play soccer professionally because the real-life job would pay them more. Absolutely. Right or they would school. go play somewhere else, exactly. which is the other... Clement Simonin is a, is an interesting uh, example. He was studying for some big degree oh, yeah. only a few months before being drafted. Yeah, he, he was, was going to have a, a whole other life, exactly. And now, maybe he can have this one instead. But I do think, as you said, the free agency thing, it is it's a crack in the foundation. Yeah. And it is... You know, it's better than what they first threw out there, which I'm sure was just a joke with the 32 and... Well, no, mm-hmm. you start... You, you, you throw, start you the throw out a preposterous thing. thing exactly. And then you, you know, and obviously the players came back with something that was more probably akin to 5 and 25 or something like that. But, but once... The, that's the thing. Once these things are in an agreement, they are so hard to get, hard out. To get out. Yeah. It would have been fun if that had gone through, though, just because you know, would have actually been able to name it the Brad Davis role. Yeah, yeah. He would have been the only one that would have... He would have been the new Bosman. Yes. Damn it. Yeah. Missed a chance. All right, so what were you least impressed with? Um, I, I was kind of least impressed with the whole thing overall just because it, I really felt that they could have done so much more. Ideally, I would like to see the league minimum be somewhere in the eighty to $90,000 range. I don't want to have a player have any doubt that MLS is the place I should start my career and I should have a soccer career if they're offering it to me. Um, that, to me, is would be most important. The free agency thing, the, the single entity saying that you can't have free agency in this and putting all these caps on. Like, these caps, they're nice. It's great that there's wiggle room for raises, but the raises are capped. That's absurd. Um, also, the salary cap taking f- four years to get up to $4.2 million, that's a bit, that's a, that's really, really slow. Mm-hmm. So that's, I really feel like, not, they could have gone 4.2 right off the bat for the cap because, let's be honest, the money's there. I do believe the money's there. I don't care what the owners say. I genuinely think they could have gotten so much more out of this. Even if the strike lasted a week, they probably, they would have gotten so much more, especially with Orlando having 60,000 tickets ready to go. This is their. This is the new baby. This mm. is look. Look what we're doing. Look how much. Look how interested it is. Now you need to say that these sixty thousand people need to reschedule when this game happens or refund the money. Not gonna happen. I would have liked to seen the total cap increase to increase the quality in the middle of mm-hmm. clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, help retain guys who are maybe on the cusp of trying it out in Europe. That makes MLS. Cons- uh, stick in their mind as a more uh, a better consideration to stay in North America if they can get a decent minimum wage rather than going to say you know trying their luck in Scandinavia or or the like mm-hmm. um, so yeah because there's you know there is that big drop-off between your super high paid players and then your guys who are testing the, the minimum so it would have been nice to see the mushy middle get a bit of a 
space for growth, and I think that's the way the league will grow too, not with necessarily the big DPs, but with the quality of middle the ground. middle ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, again, would agree uh, with my learned colleague, Mr. Walsh. Learned. <coughs> <coughs> well then. Yes. Um, it's learned. Mm, I mean, this, this five-year deal takes us to 2020, which is when Don Garber says, oh, MLS is going to be one of the top leagues in the world by then. Not, yeah, if not, the, even close. not if the budget's 4.1 billion. I mean, presumably there's all sorts of you know, exceptions and underhand under the table, this and that, that we'll eventually find out about or not find out about, I guess, is plausible over the next few years. But yeah, I mean, right now, you know, if that's what it is, all it is doing is hey, the owners are going to be getting a lot more money from the TV. They've agreed to share a bit of it with the same players. Yeah. They're not going to be able to use this. Oh, we got a whole bunch of new money to bring in new players or better players. It's going to be the same level of players earning a bit more money, which is nice. It's good for the players, but it's not going to help the league get better. I think it hurts the really good North American players who aren't at DP level. Right. Mm-hmm. And who are thinking, well, this is all it's I can. Like the most I'm here. ever getting here is $250,000. Yes. Yeah. So I can't do better than this because they're never going to consider me a DP. Yeah. So I'm out of here. No. How many players have made the transition from being an ordinary player to being a DP? Yeah. Okay. It's getting like, it's, a little bit more, but still not many at all. Yeah. It's it, for because the DP has so much more to it than just being a good player. Yeah. It's, it's about it's selling shirts yeah. or something. Yeah. Being a name. Speaking of DPs, the fourth DP thing was also very absent from talk around yeah, the Yeah, it apparently actually wasn't even really part of the talk. Yeah, because yeah, I think they can circumvent the yeah, CBA. Yeah, that's something yeah. they can just yeah. add to it yeah. anytime. Exactly, that's yeah. sort of a... To be part of again, it. DP... I, but it was it very really much being linked before when we when the no Gilberto reason, talked. Because it's yeah. such an other thing. Um, it's mm-hmm. more of a rule as opposed to... Yeah. Yeah, the labor part. Maybe they just wanted to get the CBA out of the way and then oh, right, worry now about we can that stuff later. DPA stuff later. Right. For me, I sort of look at it as the the, the league said, okay, we're going to raise the minimum. We're going to cave a bit on the free agency and everything else you guys are just going to have to for goodness. deal with. For goodness. This agreement and you want it for five years. So we're going to limit the free agency raises. We're going to cap the cap at some ridiculously low level so that there isn't that development. But we'll give you free agency and we'll let the new guys make a little bit more money. And I sort of feel like that is kind of what the overall thinking was. And it's not a surprise that they, you know, the owners want to make, well, they want to make money. And this is a way of guaranteeing themselves of doing that for the next few years while they have the expansion clubs develop and um, go forth with, we'll see what level of DPs come out over the next few years. But this is a bit of way of, of, you know, a little bit of handcuffing the players, which they've always done. It's a single entity league. It's hard not to say that the players are handcuffed in these situations. But I think the next CBA is going to be really interesting. Mm. Uh, they, they'll, they'll really push on the free agency. and Depends on the health of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see the league going off the rails in the next five years. No, not off the rails, but it could, it could stagnate. Well, Just because you're expanding expansion. to eight exactly. more cities or ten more cities or twenty more cities in the next five years, you know. It, Did Garvin make the official announcement yet? No, but apparently an announcement is due, due in the next more? forty-five Soon. days. Yes. Oh, 45 days. I don't know if that means Miami or if that means another Minnesota. one. Yeah, Minnesota, San Antonio, Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Preki. Preki back. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Red Stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
during the CBA uh, negotiations, the Wednesday night, the players, owners left, Garber left, the federal negotiator guy left, the players stayed for a marathon session until about 6 a.m. in the morning, apparently, on Wednesday. So what did they send out for during that meeting? First of all, they didn't send out. Oh. Dan Garber was there, so they sent him out in a cab. <laughs> to go out and get get whatever they needed. He has a cab on retainer. Oh, just, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's got his own cab. So the DPs went for a famous New York eatery, Nobu. Oh, that's uh, more motors, isn't it? The guy, yeah, the, the guy, uh, the guy's closer to the minimum went for a famous New York eatery, Sparrow. Nessun's hot dog, maybe or something like that. <laughs> They're not that poor. Yeah. Sixty thousand now. Come on, they can get they can get the combo from Sparrow. Okay. Comes with a diet coke. Ooh, ooh. dish wow. or regular. Fancy ooh. living. Regular. <laughs> if you want to be regular mm-hmm. sure. uh, I do think they had like stuff brought in I think uh, I'm going to stick with that uh, they first got uh, Monster energy drink uh, they got sandwiches made with any bread other than bimbo and cheese from anywhere but Saputo and uh, they also had uh, Wii U's to uh, distract themselves <laughs> stick it to the man yeah. I'm sure they took money out of a TD bank. <laughs> they certainly didn't <laughs> take it from BMO. I know that much. <laughs> they were shaving with edge yeah. gel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and their health care was from anywhere. <laughs> all wearing Puma kits. Yes, all wearing <laughs> Sponsored by Puma. Yeah. The league strike sponsored by Puma. And completely against whatever the fuck Houston Dynamo is. <laughs> um, I, I, I put down, I figured that they, um, they found that sketchy Chinese food place in that shady part of town, you know, the one that's in every city, the one that's open until God knows when. The cold tea? Sure. They went to that, that sketchy restaurant mm. in that sketchy part of town because uh, it was really the only thing that's open at 6 a.m. Also, they sent out for uh, Defoe's uh, Black Book, North American Addiction, because it's no use to him anymore. Mm. I mean, where else are you going to find some fun? I mean, how many player reps were there? there? You know, it's like two per team. Maybe. Yeah, about 40? Yeah. They get through the first and couple it's just, pages. And it's just DC. Yeah, I, mean, so, I don't you know, think he's... they'd have enough time to get through Defoe's book. Well, it's, it's, it's localized, right? So he's got to go through the DC part. There's about 70 still. names in there. Yeah. You got choice. They still have choice, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Or else they would have struck over that book, too. We're moving this to Chicago, where there's you got a lot more numbers. And deep dish. <laughs> oh, don't as get far as the eye can see. Don't get them started. So I went with, uh, they brought in uh, Jolt Cola, some top quality ramen noodle packets, and Doritos. Because I'm just assuming they were playing FIFA all night. and No, Michael Bradley fu- was there. <laughs> Good point. Because <laughs> that usually fuels the all night gaming sessions, or at least it did when I was in high school. The work for adults. <laughs> little kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bradley wasn't there. Wasn't he? I thought him and Bendik were TFC's. It was called on Bendik. Uh. Was it Bradley? Yeah, well, Bradley's clearly on management side, isn't he? He'd be there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's the rat in the room, is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. He's just saying he's everywhere at all times. He just stands behind them going, no, that's not what you want. Goes to the back of the room, goes to the front of the room, goes to the back of the room, goes to the front of the room. (laughs) Okay, just pick a seat. (laughs) No, I will not. I'm going to control this room. I don't care. I don't care where the chairs are. I'm going to sit in the back on the stationary bike and shake my heads at you. Exactly. Where's the remote? Where's the remote? I need to turn this off. Mute. 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 Uh, So, as we, again, get more details coming out from this, there were, of course, this wasn't a unanimous agreement, and it never is for labor negotiations. It never, it just doesn't happen. 
but there were seven teams that completely voted against it. So Montreal, Sporting and KC, uh, both New York teams, the Rapids, RSL, and Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Hey. What's up with that? I tell you, they seriously they, after my own heart. I'm just saying, proud of the people. Represent. Mm. Does any of those teams being against this vote surprise you? At first, New York City FC jumped out at me because I was too. like, what? "They're the rich chic enabled, you know, super team." But then, but then I was like, was like, "They're the rich oh, but chic enabled super sense. team." They yeah. want to, uh, also, too, there's still a team that is heavily made up of. Um, Expansion draft guys, too. The the guys who most particularly need change and help. The guys who bounce around from team to team without any control. So yeah. I can see that. Now, when they say I'm not party to how it worked with the CBA, when they say a team vote against, would that be the majority of their players on the team? Surely not. Yeah, like the team. Would well, in some surely in not a unanimous vote. Of Montreal each was team. a unanimous vote. No, oh, but Montreal. Well, they get paid in Harvard. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. We were there. Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of the same thing. I was like, New York City, what? Really? And then sort of the same thing. Young guys, but also rich, rich owners. Why would they why wouldn't they vote against this? Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah, but then you could say that then any of the why would well? TFC not? Okay, we're not chic rich, but Yeah, that's true. We're yeah. we're Canadian Alright, so is there any other team you expected to see in there rejecting it? Like from the players' perspective? I would have expected more from the union. Like I'm trying, I was trying to figure out what, what would prompt a team of players to, to want to like what would be different in one city versus the other, and the only thing I could figure would be, um, more aggressively influenced by the owner. So Montreal actually makes a lot of sense because Poodle can't stop running his mouth as soon as there's a microphone here, whereas in Toronto. I'm not even sure who runs the damn thing anymore, which is fine. You know, in this case, it it's actually works in its favor. Well, the wiki was in Vancouver, apparently. But oh. um, as far as, like, the, the rest of them, like, I don't know, maybe maybe Red Bull, their owners are jerks. You know, or maybe, I, I can't remember some of the other names, Kansas City. Maybe Kansas City, the owners were really meddlesome, or their management's really meddlesome. And it's like, well, we're going to get we're gonna get you back on this. Whereas the other ones are like, eh, it's okay. So I, I don't I, I find it strange that there's that much variance between one club versus another, given how how not dire but how far away the two, two the two parties truly were at the beginning of this thing, and that six or seven of them were like no we don't we still don't want this kind of weird. Mm. I would have expected the crew to uh, to vote it down and just keep going until they got absolute free agency just so they could get the fuck out of Columbus. Especially no one wants to be tied to that. Their proud tradition of construction work, too. Yes. <laughs> you would have expected more. Well, that's gone now. They've done away with it. I was, that al- was... was also hoping Chivas USA would show up with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Muscle go! Yes. No, but it's one of those things. I actually was thinking about Chivas. I, think, I sort of feel bad that they're gone no, because no, don't. I, I do feel bad. Don't. Why? No, they were Why not? Because they were a mistake from day one. Yep. That's true. But if someone could have taken them and no, done rebrand, somebody expect. did, somebody, and they somebody, made it worse. Somebody is going to. Somebody came in, took over from Vergara, oh, and then instituted a no or only Latino policy. No, I, I well and remember then, that. And then, and then fired a guy for seemingly no reason. Other than the fact no, that no, no. I meant to divest them of all their Chivas connections and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's a whole other. And hey, if Chivas hadn't completely collapsed, it would 
Where would where where our foundation be? Trading stuff. <laughs> exactly. And players. Yes. And players. Yes. Oh, wow. No good Google point. Doors. Good point. What the hell? Yeah, yeah we'd be done. All right. Well, they're back. It's done. We don't have to really discuss this too terribly much over the next five years. Hey. I'm sure it'll crop up from time to time, and maybe some other insidious details will leak out, but it is MLS. And Everything always leaks. It's true. So, on to really the most important thing, which is TFC first kick. Huzzah! Mm-hmm. Toronto doing what they've never done before, win at BC Place. Hey! Kickity kick to kick. Right? Only East Kicking. team to win their road game. Mm-hmm. They're in first place, all of themselves. Yes, there's another team with three points, but goal differential. TFC is beating somebody on goal differential right now. Uh, so really, and it's not as for you the said bottom. in the intro... We're beating everybody in, uh, in the East. Y'all ready for this? Take Seattle out being the top of the entire We're top of the whole heap. Plan the parade. Seriously, they actually won. Can we actually go on strike now? Ooh, good idea. Top, yeah. we just finish the we just go out on top. So they actually won. They won kind of decisively. Mm. Definitely not the expected result. Uh, so let's let's take a look at stuff. Game recap. Uh, much like TFC of old, tale of two halves. Mm. That still hasn't changed, unfortunately. First half, nightmare. Second half, ooh, that was kind of fun. And just... You know, and we're going to talk about this. So let's just go right into it in terms of the two halves and tactics. Duncan, I'm looking at you because I know this is your your baby right now. Sure. Well, I mean, at this point, <laughs> we could like just go back to what we uh, it's not what we all said before the game. <laughs> yeah, to, 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 mother. To, to what we all said last week. Exactly. And, yeah, and they, they ignored us. They they did. Yeah, they, they did we the told whole you. thing where they're going to high press and make the f- f- fullbacks go back. And we told you. What do you know? Morales can pass to Mane, and Mane is really fast. And yeah, it was just so incredibly predictable that that would be a problem, and that they did it anyway. Um, and you know, they changed it around at half time. So they obviously had a plan B. Why wait until all the way till the end of the first half? You know. Why not change it 10 minutes into the first half? Yes. This is clearly not working. Guys, switch it up. I mean, Greg Vanny was, well, he was on the radio today and he was saying that something like, oh, you know, we, we just give, there was too many uh, giveaways in midfield. You know, that's what was causing the problem. Like, yeah. Well, yes, it's an MLS team. There's going to be giveaways in midfield. I, I feel like he's going with this style of, you know, very aggressively pushing forward. It's all kind of based on some imaginary thing in his head where TFC are absolutely fucking fantastic and can dominate the games. Yeah. We're not. You know, maybe we will be <laughs> at some point, but we're not. So, you know, maybe be a bit more cautious when you're playing against a team that is pretty much designed to counterattack ins- like that. Yeah. You say they didn't listen to you, but maybe they did because you painstakingly laid out that Vancouver can't score. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that was part of my yeah, that was, yeah. super predictable thing, Mane can score. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it was the ultimate game of two halves cliche. Mm-hmm. You know, but, well, except for two things that are different. TFC, to me, always has embodied the halftime cup of warm milk. This is true. It's usually the second that they come out nice and sleepy. 
and let the cloud, the opponent take it to them. I, I will give them kudos for, um, yeah, although I would have liked to seen it switch up faster. They made Vancouver play to them. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to react. In the second half, they Vancouver, they stopped them from being fast. Yeah. Which, I mean, they were for, and they were frustrating Vancouver. Vancouver, for one thing, Vancouver's already frustrated because even when they're playing well, you know, they're missing chances. So that starts grinding on them. And then, yeah, yeah, and then slowing it down was was a a good thing. Um, But the second thing I'll give to them is it wasn't uh, hang on by the, you know, squeaky bum in the last 15 minutes, which we're so used to. I forgot about that part. they They were pretty calm, collected. And just played their game. They didn't try to change too much. Some of the subs were, on the surface, were like, oh, this is a little little bunkery. But they didn't really. They just kind of clogged up the midfield nicely and and just frustrated Vancouver to a point where, you know, it just kind of petered out. And, you know, I mean, they got the penalty, which gave them the breathing room. But, um, yeah, just managing to grind out a comfortable win without any, you know, nightmares in the last five ten minutes was i'll take that i'll take a boring yeah. last quarter of a match any day oh, absolutely yeah. I mean, neither team was really doing all that much in the second half but hey we'd already done our things we didn't need to do more so that yeah. was more than good enough yeah, especially away get in and get out exactly. yeah absolutely um i managed to listen to the first half of this uh on uh on the radio which that's that's a new thing for me i'm not used to listening to footy on the radio um it was uh, the vancouver play-by-play team and homerism aside uh, all i could think of uh, listening to the multiple odd man rushes and and breakaways thinking yeah this is pretty much how how we prescribed it and why we i mean duncan um yeah it was it, it sounded exactly what i thought it was going to be when i finally arrived to see the rest of the match it was confirmed that how they described it on the radio was exactly how it was. It was one-way traffic for Vancouver in the first half, and then Toronto gained their composure and, and, and played well. I did manage to see um, a, an abbreviated version of the match, and it, it's amazing that that I, I, can't, I couldn't quite put my finger on what exactly changed between the first half and second half. I don't know if Vancouver... Took their foot off the gas. If Toronto just got more tactically sound, a little more relaxed, getting that getting the uh, the goal at the at the death of the first half seemed to probably did more help for them than anything else. They don't have to panic. They go into this uh, go go into the second half uh, evens. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm I am very pleased though about the lack of f- five minutes to go bed shitting that we're we've been subjected to for so many years mm-hmm. that really was absent so i might actually be looking forward to some of this this is gonna be great there you go i don't, I don't care if they lose this is don't shit the bed at the last five minutes it's the worst positivity part. parade <laughs> yeah get, I, I get your lawn I, chairs now <laughs> uh, <laughs> already booked it i'm more with you guys on yeah the i'm happy to see that they had a solid second half that they played some of the best football that they've probably played for a while, especially on the road, and that they did react. I'm still annoyed at the first half, though, because it was so obvious, and it was such an obvious thing to not have to have happen, and you can't always count on a team not being able to score. Maybe maybe Vancouver had worked on that, and had, 
nobody knew about it. Maybe they just, you know, you cannot assume that a team is going to fuck up because they have always in the past. Because things change. Eventually stuff happens. Teams play different. Teams get a different sense of confidence. Um, so that was still, it still bugs me. So I'm not ready to be like, woohoo. But very happy with the second half. And uh, again, I would like to see them play like 75, 80 minutes like that. I don't expect full out domination. My God, this is amazing for an entire game because it's really hard to do in any league, regardless of the team. But I would like to see more of that before I completely you know, rubber stamp of approval. But let's move on to the DPs. First game out. Mm -hmm. Josie and uh, Jovinko. Wow. Not too shabby. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, and it almost pains me to say that. Not that I want them to do badly. Yeah. I don't. Because I want the team to do well because it's my team and I love them. But it's, you know, it's the something you said, I think, in one of your articles today. Uh, sort of the reaction to the hype. Mm -hmm. You almost, you want to see them stumble to deflate the hype machine, but also glad that they're doing well because well, we need them to do well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got nothing against Josie Alton. No, I don't him to fail, but, you know, him succeeding means, you know, sort of Bezbachenko, Bradley, Kurt Larson, <laughs> whoever it might be. That's just a numbering trust. The triumvirate. It is. It is. This it's like hyping everything up like, for yeah. so long. The dull uh, there would be some good schadenfreude to uh, uh, be able to say, <laughs> you, you, you know, you got it all wrong. You know, misery loves company, but, um, you know, that would be fun. But what would be more fun is actually watching Altidore do well, watching TFC do well, exactly. and uh, having things come together. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very happy for him. He, he just it surprised me how I don't really kind of confident and you know sort of swaggery he kind of looked. Yeah, really, which is a very pleasant. I surprise. wonder. It's he's he's he to me. I think it might be, and this is not a knock on Altidore's talent. This is, you know, this is home for him, and mm. I feel like it's. You know, not necessarily his level. I'm sure he's, he's a, I, he probably can play above MLS level where it is now, but this is a good place for him to be a bigger fish, smaller yeah. pond kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dutch league is maybe his level. Like MLS is like a little bit below that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, he can come in here and... If he wants to land in He can play, he can score. He can. Yeah, and he knows it, so this is quite good. Yeah, I mean, perhaps, as you, as Duncan wrote earlier this week, the flat track... Uh, bully. That was fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean, there might be part of that, but as you also said, if that's the case, so be it. If he is yeah. happy with his career arc staying here in yeah. MLS and he can be the big fish in the small pond and do it well and do it consistently, then we'll, we'll be better off for it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you said, the swagger was interesting and if also too, I like him becoming the pantomime villain. Yeah. If he yeah. wants, if he wants to be, we're already becoming quite disliked among other clubs. Exactly. And sets mm -hmm. of fans in Let's the league. Hold that if he wants to be the sense. lightning rod of that, sure, I like yeah, it. It's fun. When, it's fun when it's on your own team. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's like I remember last year when it's like Felipe was doing that. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, you should be doing that. Yeah. Have, why not? I enjoy that. Yeah, he's going up to the fans and like sticking it to them. That's uh, yeah. That's. Spot should be fun and it doesn't all have to be respectful and classy mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. As far as uh, Jovinko goes, it was, uh, although his stint was a little shorter than maybe 
expected. It was mm-hmm. uh, he's a lot of fun to watch when yes. taking on a defender one on one. Yeah, there, there's uh, that spark of creativity that's been so lacking. Well, yeah. it's just we rarely you know you don't see it too much in the league really. There's not no. that guy that pedigree, but especially here we have seen so few guys with not only the confidence to do that but the ability to back it up as well yeah. he's gonna face his frustrations oh, yeah. when he doesn't get calls and stuff because he he was getting a few in this match but there will be matches where he doesn't but we were surprised we even said that we were like oh did he just get that call and it was yeah. it was early on in the game too it was an unexpected mm-hmm. hey that doesn't usually happen kind of thing he's brand new to the league usually mm-hmm. they have to Break in the refs. Hey, I'm a DP. Yeah. Give me a call. But yeah, I mean, I think there was definitely a suggestion from the Vancouver fans that we were getting a lot of soft fouls. Oh, which I didn't, I didn't see that really at all. Notice, but oh no, not at all. No, no, um, but I mean that. I, I think mm-hmm. up until well, maybe the maybe the penalty, but um, no, I thought there was the ref was. Yeah, I have no part. problem with what he did, and you know, say if if the ref is going to call little stuff like that, and you're looking to slow the game down, then absolutely, you. Do what you need to do to draw just a little bit of contact that'll be enough to actually get you the foul. And you know, if the ref's going to give it, it's just smart to, to play to him. It's it's nice to have uh, two potentially exciting scoring threats on the pitch at once. Mm-hmm. Defoe Gilberto was supposed to be that. It rarely happened at the same time. No, well, um, they rarely played at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or weren't firing at the same time, yes. kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. He's fun to watch. Agreed. I I was, I was mesmerized by the little through ball that he, uh, he put on that uh, led to the one goal. Uh, Jamico, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen a goal like that, in Toronto in a long time, where it was literally played right through the middle of the pitch, and mm-hmm. broke a defense in half. It's, it, it that that's something I normally see on other teams, the rest of the league usually, but other teams. So it's it's kind of nice that. We have that ability. Uh, Toronto has that ability amongst them, so that was nice. Um, some of the, yeah, uh, Altador, he's, obviously I forgot what he looked like when he was playing in, in, in New York because he is, he's a beast. Monster. He's an absolute fucking terror. And he was fighting, fighting guys for the ball. I wouldn't expect guys making the coin he's reportedly making to be fighting Physically fighting for the ball on game one. That or, that earned a lot of points for me. And uh, um, I did swear when he did the, the chip penalty shot. I, I really... I hate seeing that. I really hate seeing that. But given that he shortly thereafter trolled uh, Vancouver mm-hmm. fans with it, um, it's a pass. He's fine. That's fine. He, yeah. I, hope he does it, I hope he does it to them next week. That penalty got uh, a lot of attention in like England as well. Just a lot of people. Oh were, yes. Like, what? Josie Altador was doing that. Hey, what the hell is the world coming to? I think we'll wait until England figures out that uh, uh, MLS is not that good. <laughs> or that it actually exists. It wasn't just a rumor that Defoe <laughs> went somewhere last year. He actually was at this other place. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, for Jovinko, actually, and not not that I don't want to talk about Altador, but. Actually, what impressed me was you're talking about like his touch, his, his ability to work around defenders. For me, I was impressed with his ability to hold off defenders. Mm-hmm. He's a little guy. He's, he takes a bump. He does, yeah. and unexpected for someone of his stature, and like very good to see. Like you don't expect you don't expect a lot of the smaller guys, um, or someone who hasn't played in MLS who isn't expecting necessarily this level of physicality. But saw some post game stuff from him saying, 
no, no, I'm totally used to this. I'm good at this level. <laughs> Let them come at me kind of thing. I was like, all right, good. I, I appreciate the, the confidence and the attitude in that. And I think that's going to make a lot of difference in the fact that both he and Alcidor have, they have that confidence, or at least they seem to. Again, it's first game out. It's yeah, like we're, we're, we're Temper yeah. everything on Temper this everything, exactly, show. with, yeah. with you know, first game rose-colored glasses. But um, Altador... I've already submitted three potential parade routes. Excellent, yeah. good. Just so you guys know. No. Um, none of them are on subway line, so I hope you guys can... <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> Sorry, it's gotta be that way. Congestion. So you, you, you've planned this for Brampton, haven't you? Are you kidding me? Even Brampton wouldn't show up for that. I'm coming down. <laughs> I'm coming down, but it's at the closest part for me. So. Mm. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, but Altador, yeah, it was nice to just good to again good to see the confidence. That that uh, first goal. Mm. Oh, the little little step around. I was dead. That was that was yeah, that was he pure did class. not have a lot of room or and time to do that. Calm, and, like no panic. Just like oh. I'm just going to go around you and yeah. casually tap it in. Is I that will, all right? I will say the radio failed to describe that. Because mm-hmm. when I saw him, I'm like, holy yeah. shit. That was mm-hmm. lovely. That's that's another goal that yeah. other teams have scored. Yeah. And the build-up to that goal as well oh, shouldn't go fantastic. unnoticed. I mean, Osorio did very well like, just to get it to Javinko and keep mm-hmm. going further and further back. You know, it was, Craval was very forward. He was playing a part. Morrow forward, like way up on the wing, playing a part of it as well. Altidore kind of drifting out on the left to start it. Uh, sort of Bradley nicely switching play to the other side. There was a lot of good things that I think are down to like tactics and the actual plan. There's a lot of things that were you know, what Vanny is wanting them to do that kind of came together on that goal to get it to the point where all right, Javinko's got it in a very dangerous spot because you know you can have your DPS if you can't actually get the ball to them in a then place where they can matter. hurt you. Yeah, so what? Exactly. Just high-placed so. uh, placeholders out there. Mm-hmm. I secretly hope uh, that that it's not Vanny's tactics that these guys just naturally figured out. <laughs> because I don't want to give that guy credit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not what he did last yeah. season. I don't want to think he's this tactician uh-huh. masterstroke. No, I want to say that was all the raw creativity of the talent on the pitch, and Vanny had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so it was. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Yeah, it was very similar to the goal they scored against Puerto Rico. It's like the second one there. Yes. Yeah. Very similar. You know, just kind of you win the ball. Altidore wins the ball on the left to kind of knock it back and round and then comes in from the right. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it is all very much part of the plan. So there's there's some good things to what Vanny wants to do. Mm. Mainly, kind of, Watch when it comes to going forward, defensively, it's, it, it's a little frightening still, but... Um, and I realize it's not on here, but we would be remiss in not mentioning uh, the beautiful goal, Sheru, Moro, Finlay. Mm. That ball by Sheru, that was just... Yeah. Moro timing his run. Yeah, it's and not just the ball, it's Sheru's patience to wait for exactly. the run. Mm. And you could see, I mean, he was clearly watching for yeah. it. And yeah. then the he cross in for Moro. didn't lie, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Sheru, I was there, yeah, he was looking for it. I mean, he was always going to be passing it out tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, but you know, there was enough time he kind of went slowly. Exactly. He he, constantly he, looking inside, making see. sure like, the defenders going to yeah. get them looking one way, and he was never going to actually go that way. Yeah. But, uh, and just laid it off, like give more room Quickly becoming my favorite player, really? Shiro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, he's not allowed to supplant Moro, but he's 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 right up there. I, I still believe he will be the most shrewd bit of, bit of business they've done in the offseason. Like Moro was last year. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I was shocked. I, like, and I'm still a little shocked that 
You know, he he had a long successful career at not a crappy team, and mm. now he's here. I'm still trying to figure out why, but what the hell? He still got the goods. Let's hope he lasts. Exactly. Yeah, let's hope his knees or whatever mm. ailment he's hiding holds out for more than six games. All right. So now that we've been all happy and positive and glowy, let's 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 look at some of the less than positive things because a that's who we are, but b come on. Not everything is sunshine and roses. Yeah, there was a first half. There was a first half, but there was also a second half that wasn't, you know, there was a, definitely a takeover by the TFC, but we already gushed it about that. overshadowed some of the issues that carried on from the first half, all from the defensive side. And that has to speak to tactics, but some of it has to speak to players as well. So I have a note here for, for Caldwell, who obviously did not have his best game. But the question is, is he too old, slow to play this particular system? But also, did his being at the CBA talks, because he was there with uh, Bendik, it was the two of them, did that, does, you know, that has to take a toll, right? You're not training with the team. You're up till six o'clock in the morning in these talks. You're flying out from whatever city you're at. That's a different level of preparation for a player like Caldwell, who is not, he's not youthful. <laughs> and clearly he's not. Mm -hmm. it, it just, you know, did that, does, do all of those things affect it? Is he going to see half his time this year? Like, what do you guys think? I don't think that his, I don't think that it's so much he's too old for this system, but, but the system that they're playing requires at least two speedy defenders, and we've got like a half of one. If you're going to play your defenders that far up the pitch, you're going to get caught. Mm -hmm. And if they can't run back, you're really going to get caught. And that was Vancouver's move, and it worked repeatedly. And for whatever reason, they I don't they took five steps back. Whatever they did, kind of remedied it. If they were playing, say, something a little more modest with a deeper back four, and he looked like he was per specifically getting caught out, he would have had a howler of a first half anyway, had there not been a CBA to deal with. Okay. Yeah, I mean, better teams in Vancouver are going to notice what happened in the first half. Teams oh, who can capitalize on that. Yeah. And even Vancouver was playing most of their plays through oh, Caldwell's side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh, totally. As, as, as yeah, they should have. Sure. Yeah, but at the same, there's almost, a, I don't know, it's a silly feeling that Caldwell is being exposed in this, and it just works perfectly for them. There's already this a narrative, the narrative growing exactly. that he's a Caledonian Nick Garcia. Stop <laughs> calling him that. <laughs> and that you know, if the, the more the fans join and the media jumps on this, uh, Stephen Caldwell's burnt out. And it's not that he's burnt out; it's that this system is not made for any defender who's not swift of foot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it'll be easy for them to, for his inevitable summer departure. But at the same time, uh, yeah, it, like to what Mark said, if you're gonna. It doesn't matter who's back there. Well, there's not many center back pairings in this league or any who can absorb constant attacks, and that's not down to the CVs. No, that's down to you know being left the only two standing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I mean Caldwell, if it continues this way, if we see more of that, Caldwell's going to take the brunt of the abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean he was basically that first up. It was setting him up to fail. Yeah. Really, I mean. Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't be doing that deliberately, but yeah, and just the way that with Craval not there, I mean, it's the obvious thing to do, just knock it into that space and have them run it to him. And, you know, Mane is like, going to be faster than pretty much anybody. And But, you know, pretty much probably every team out there has somebody that's quite fast that they can do that with. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if TFC are going to keep playing this way, if they're going to, you know, keep trying for this ideal sort of perfect game, like, yeah, we're going to go out there and forget the opposition, we're going to go out there and play our game and try to dominate, then there's going to be a lot of ugly nights, I think, for Stephen Caldwell, because you know, that counter-attack is always going to be there. Um, you know, hopefully, Vanny will see that, you know, when did you actually dominate the game? It was when you played a much more sensible game and, you know, that initial plan might work against some teams. It's not going to work against all of them. So, you know, you'd hope there will be a bit more sort of leeway there. But, um, yeah, if there's going to be certain teams where just this, if they have, do have particularly fast wingers or anything, it might be for the best. You know, this is a good game to sort of rotate Caldwell out of the lineup, get him some rest. Because, you know, I doubt we can be expecting him to play in every single game. So, yeah, it's a good excuse to bleed in his... Well, inevitable replacement. Well, it is, which is Nick Hagland. Um, well, you would think. Well, that's, I think, the the assumption. I, I mm-hmm. And I don't... I'm of two minds about it. I Nick Hagland's not exactly your no. amazing lateral mover, either. No, he's no. not. But there's there's still room to, I guess, mold him a little bit more. And, you know, a young player like him, and he got caught later in the season, you get guys coming in fast, mm-hmm. he's going to commit to a lot of stupid fouls. Mm-hmm. Right, and but that's one thing Stephen called. Yeah. That's one thing Stephen Caldwell, despite his rambunctiousness, and the arm flapping, he, he rarely he commits. knows where the ball's going. He so does. his positioning will be better, and he won't get caught out that way if he can keep his arms by his side. Yeah, well, Hagland did not look good at the end of last season after Vanny yeah. took over. He, he looked a lot very solid under Nelson and Vanny said, "Oh, very oh, lost." Hagland is not doing well in this system, no. so. So we'll, we'll it's, see. It's, it's the nephew's turn. Well, nifty, and that, that is the other nephew. that is the other question, right? There, there are young guys that are just waiting. Scarlett Thomas is is out there as well. Um, Can't see Simonin? that. Simonin? I'd say Simonine would be the only one that, from basing what they're talking like, I'd say Simonine would be well, the I one. Well, I think he's they, the next one, sort of Haglund, Simonine, then Scarlett Thomas. But I still think if it's a royal bloodline, I think Simonine <laughs> is just under Haglund. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Although I, I do, I still do think that being at the CBA does have an effect, but that's just me because I think it's a mental issue. Plus, again, a lack of time training with the team that week. But that's just my thoughts. It is. But be quiet because <laughs> it's going to come up again. You behave. Uh, we talked about Creval. You brought Creval up. So it's a bit of a surprise. Start it right back. Also, the fact that his, who we thought was sort of the crown starter slash obvious sub, Mark Bloom, didn't even travel with the team. Mm-hmm. Stayed back home in Toronto, which still all kinds of odd. Mm-hmm. Corral had a yeah, okay game. Didn't have a spectacular game. He wasn't a tremendous failure, but nor do I think he did so much that it was obvious to me that he should be playing instead of Mark Bloom. Not that I think Mark Bloom is the be-all and end-all, but... Does this game mean that Mark Bloom gets his spot back this week, or you no. think Craval stays out there? I think they'll stick with Craval, yeah. Yeah. You know, at least for a while. I mean, you know, going through preseason and in this season, you know, he has been involved in quite a few of the the goals that TFC yeah. have scored. And if the plan is to have your fullback play as a midfielder, then Craval's a midfielder, so mm. it kind of makes a bit of sense. It's defensively I think without Al- Bloom but yeah without over our way Mark, Mark Bloom doesn't really connect with anybody it seems I find you can always read between the lines with Toronto FC's website and <laughs> going into the last week of preseason really started talking up Craval mm-hmm. it's almost like they test market people's opinions yeah 
And uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, they're going to go with Corral for a bit. Yeah, I agree, he's going to get run out again until he makes some howler that they can't forgive him for for a couple of games. That being said, for Mark Bloom to be iced that back was home, the, is, yeah. is really considering the options, if Corral, God forbid, had gone down, not a lot. I mean, you'd have to switch Ashton Morgan over to... Yeah, or Heiglund. Or Heiglund. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. neither natural, you know, for that position. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Same same goes for Lovitz, too. Um, mm-hmm. Jackson, perhaps, is a match fitness, fitness thing. thing but... Um, yeah, because leaving a lot of wide options <laughs> on the other <laughs> exactly. side of the continent. It seems so strange. Yeah. Perhaps, I it means anything going down the line as far as movement. I'm just wondering, yeah, is that is there player movements in the works? Is it a TFC two thing? If it's this early in the season, we know what it would be. It would be inhumane. <laughs> Someone's birthday. <laughs> is somebody moving? Is somebody? Is somebody stuff had not arrived from another country? Has Mark Bloom taken up oil painting? <laughs> Finger painting, maybe. <laughs> Well, and see, that's why I still think he's, he's still in the good books with the family because there's been a couple, you know, special little videos about him and the wife and the bebe. And the bebe is obviously little girl team mascot almost. Right, yeah. They all yep. seem to... Wow! <laughs> Something like that. Like it, Evelyn? All right, Joe Bendick. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was not a good game by him. He had... It was a Joe Bendit game. Like, it was a Joe Bendit game. Great shot-stopping, ridiculous distribution. And, but, yeah, a couple spectacular saves, but again with the inability to hang on to the ball a couple times. I'm like, it's just hang on to the ball. Why Why do you bobble it and sort of let it drift off? Um, but yeah, the distribution, your prediction, your, your joke prediction actually almost came true. That one kick. They're all based in facts. <laughs> Did you not see the asterisk? Research! <laughs> Journalism. <laughs> Hard hitting. I sit at my oh, typewriter with my Journalism. fedora in. It says press. Where's your press card? Yeah. Let's go. Like, I, mm. I'm frustrated. It still resonates in my head. I'm like frustrated watching him. Yeah, it was an adventure back there. Mm. And it shouldn't have been. But he is what he is. He's not changing. This is third season going on with him. Exactly. This, this, is, this is the Joe Bendick package we bought. <laughs> There's not going to be some sudden... He's not that young where he's... I mean, goalies yeah, tend to long develop... Long careers. Long long careers they, they can develop into their late 20s. Some, some say they're not good until they're, you know, in their 30s even. Um, as far as reading the game. But reading the game isn't really his problem. Distribution is number one for me. And then how quick he is off the line. I wouldn't put that as an important. Reading... His his team in front of him. That not sure. Is still, but again, he's got new guys really, in front of him again. Right? He'll always have new guys in front it, of him exactly. at TFC. So. <laughs> but I don't. It's hard to say how he directs his defense without being there on the pitch with him. We we wouldn't know how good or bad he does that. I just assume that Caldwell and Perkis do what they want. Yeah, but that's and not they good. Organize but, that's stuff. Not, but that's not good, and that was the difference when Julio Cesar was here. Exactly. He he ran the show. From oh, back I loved there. that. Um, it's what I miss. But he is True. he is what he is. I don't think he's going to change. We haven't seen any progression in his game. He's fine. He's perfectly average. Shot stopping, a bit above average. Distribution bit. below average. Yeah, I wouldn't say more than a bit. He's, I would say he's above average. Really? I, Not yeah. all-star. Listen, they made, the, they made the decision, and they made the wrong decision. They sent the better goalkeeper to Seattle for financial reasons, yeah. and it ended up being a push on their salaries. Yeah, I, 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 would agree. I would definitely agree with that. I, 
I, I think uh, it was an unfortunate, you know, we've got the the hot, the, the, the kids doing all right, so but see I, I think it, it had to do with cleans, uh, cleansing the palate of the former, the, yeah, the former money, regimes, the, the former regimes players. Let's, let's get rid of all those that, bad attitudes. That's, yeah, that's, that's, but that's parcel, part and parcel with this club. Yeah. Um, like, okay, I'm, I will openly admit that maybe I'm a little myopic when it comes to how, how the distribution should be what it should look like because I put shot stopping way, way, way higher than everything else. And I'm willing to overlook distribution problems for a really good shot stopper. And he is a really good shot stopper. In my but opinion. he's causing a lot of turnovers. I don't agree though. with really good. I, I would agree with your priorities, absolutely. Yes. It should be about the stopping first, but I'm not entirely sure he's that much better than average to offset the that much lower than average with the, the kicking and everything. I don't know, that's well, the need to kick every single time mm. passed out of the bag. There's a lot of turnovers, and it's, it it will cost them. Defenders there, you know, like it's it's the TFC defense for all of its ills. They're able to move the ball. Maybe not Caldwell, a little bit of lead foot, but Perkis clearly comfortable with the ball at his feet. Why don't you just give it to him? He'll send it up. You don't have to do this. Dramatic kick that goes to nowhere. But, but, they're, but give they're, it to Michael Bradley. He's, he's standing he's, at the top he's, of the right, he's right box. There anyway. He's right next to him. Joe, I'm open. Joe. Joe, I'm open. Joe, I'm right next to you. Joe. Joe, I'm open. I said it was open. Why did you kick it? I said it was open. Well, just like a couple times, I actually thought, you know, he had the ball and he had it at his feet, and I thought, okay, he's looking at the players in front of him. He's going to do a nice little we pass. We know he doesn't look when he kicks. And then he picks it up. And I was like, why? Don't pick. No. Use your feet. Like, you're allowed to do he that. He shuts his eyes, bites, oh. bites his bottom lip, and just goes Makes for it. Makes a wish. <laughs> and hoof. Hoof. <laughs> Root one. Yeah, I'm not I, saying he's bad. No, no. Mm. not saying he's bad, but. But. He's just, an average goalie. He's, he's got his he, but he pluses, is what he He's got is. his minuses. Yeah. He's an average goalie on a probably slightly less than average wage. It's fine. Yeah. All right. One last question about this game, um, other than the fact that, again, huzzah, they won. Very exciting. Uh, curling, the bane of TFC fans' existence. <laughs> other than the obvious of TSN taking curling off of just one of its 12 million channels, how can curling be changed to make it end quicker so we don't have to deal with this every single time? The golden rock. Oh, do tell. Well, like the golden goal. Okay. That's it. Golden, golden. That's it. Although first followed point. by running, <laughs> running penalty shootouts. <laughs> the first one to get it in there. In yeah. The, on the button. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Never, oh, golden we're, Rock. We still got. We still got seven no, months to go. No, Golden die. Rock. <laughs> I'll go with the variation on that with the exploding rock. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a power up or something like that. You know, yeah. you press yeah. press X for special ability. You have no yeah. idea which one's the exactly. exploding <laughs> rock. Yes. rock. Once you get to the end, it's like the the eighth end. You have one exploding rock. Ninth is two. Tenth is three. You don't know which is <laughs> which, and that that's going to really change the game. I think. I say we get, it should probably resume or it should resemble a little more like um, um, ski ball, where depending mm. on where you put it, oh look, points. Yeah. bonus points back right. You're right on it. That's ten. Like there you go. Fantastic. Yeah, and and, and five ends is enough. Maybe a don't slope need to start too. Oh, you yeah. start on like a half pipe. Beep, beep. I can make it harder to aim, and then the game would take forever. Not in I'm marketing this goddamn game. Americans are standing up and noticing. 
Well, exploding half pipe curling. <laughs> speaking of Americans, I took a nod to the reality television show market, mm. and I think said Red Bull would be on that the the, uh, the fans get to about the seventh end get to start voting curlers off the island, off the rink, as oh. well as stones mm. to reduce the number. Of, oh, oh, his shots! His shots horrible. Curl off island. He goes. Exactly. The tenth end. It's tenth fallen for. Yeah. For the rocks. Exactly. Two on two, four exactly. on four rocks. Yeah. That way it goes a lot nice. faster, you know? Fan participation. Like, oh, yeah. Who's going to be voted off next? I like Curl Island. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Mm. All right. We, we fixed solved that. it. We no, solved it. No sweepers. Done. You're welcome, Curling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Progress. TFC fans. Take them Briar Send your higher. checks to VMB who, Towers. Who won the Briar? Is, is that over yet? Canada. Hooray. Right. We won. <laughs> USA. We <laughs> won. <laughs> Better than that Northern Ontario. You know who won? Saskatchewan rank. We all won. <laughs> we'll beat the terrorists. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. And how do you yeah, beat the terrorists? Were. With exploding rocks. <laughs> Boot sauce was right. Right. wins and losses. Yay! I know. As it's only fair that the other teams got to play this weekend. In fact, all of the teams played. So with a look at the highs and lows of MLS's first kick weekend, it's Duncan Fletcher. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome, Duncan. Duncan. Duncan yeah. Season's really begun now. Duncan. We have wins and losses. Duncan's here. Thank you, back. You got your back. Um, yeah. MLS! The big winners this week were the fans, able to watch games with players and owners once again living together in perfect harmony for our viewing entertainment. Like cats and dogs. That kind of perfect harmony. (laughs) (laughs) We missed it. No, I wasn't going to do the other one. It is something, when I was writing it out, I was thinking... The uh, Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder, Ebony and Ivory thing, blah, blah, blah. Then I realized, holy shit, those Fagundas. Stole that from the Wurzels. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, let's get together in perfect harmony. Clearly, it's, yeah. a, it's a, you know, the Wurzels, yeah. which of their lawyers were on their doorstep. I imagine second, so, right? yes. Anyway, it's moving, on. It's moving on. Uh, there were 10 games spread over the weekend, so as is mentioned, no bye weeks. Starting with LA against Chicago, the reigning champs picking up where they left off and comfortably beating Chicago 2-0. Uh, Robbie Keane gave us a strong contender for celebration of the season and uh, pretty much got himself quote of the week as he gave uh, two emphatic fuck off combined with the classic up yours arm gesture. Uh, what appeared to be the general direction of the crowd. I don't know exactly who he was aiming at. Tell me it was an LA home game. It was, was. yes. Nice. (laughs) I know. Um, It's lovely to see Keane already at mid-season levels and a bit of some frustration. He's in good form, yes. Uh, That was was fun. The grand event of the week was, uh, of course, uh, Orlando City versus New York City. Both clubs making their MLS debut in front of 62,000 people at the Citrus Bowl. Uh, a lot of excitement and anticipation in the air. What's the best way to build that up to fever pitch before kickoff? Have a bleeding gums Murphy style destruction of the national anthem. That's, That's what. Awful. Terrible stuff. 
Um, anyway, it took like 10 minutes. Pretty much. Um, after that, it, it wasn't a great game by any means. It was very much two expansion teams that were out there. That, uh, did get one very nice goal from uh, Mick Diskerud. Uh, that almost won it for New York until in injury time, Kakar stepped up to a free kick about 20 yards out and hit a magnificent shot to tie it up. All hail Kakar! Hyper-justified! Yes, <laughs> that was shit. That was the shit. Wow. Why did we not mention Pamadou Kakar <laughs> and the Vancouver stuff? Hey, anyway, yes, hyper-justified. Uh, of course, there, there was a giant deflection to that free kick. It really should be an own goal, but there's... Zero chance of the league uh, stepping up to quash the Kakara's hero story. Uh, the most notable thing about the game was just how strongly Orlando are chasing the club everybody hates mantle. Uh, three players booked for diving, and uh, Aurelien Kahn sent off for a very Aurelien Kahn esque tackle. Um, you know, magnificent villainery all around. Villainery? But always looks Villain. so surprised. Like, 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 like Macaulay Culkin innocent surprise. Like, mm. what? Um, no, but, I believe it's. But, but no, it doesn't but work I, I, as well. well he, he actually did that, I think. Did he not do the classic Macaulay Culkin yeah. hands to, to, to cheat? Aurelia, it is French for angel. Yeah. I could not do that. That's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the team as a whole are just uh, looking very unlikable. Yeah. Well, uh, I. Uh, we need more memes with Josie Altador now. An angel's crawling. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Oh, the fight. Every time a bell mm. rings. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Somebody gets booked. Great joke. Uh -huh. um, hey. Beyond the villainy, the, the biggest thing was uh, New York goalie Josh Saunders' head injury. Uh, I so, saw that and I cringed and I couldn't. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, he was found just like collecting a high ball and like, one of the Orlando oh, players fuck. kind of bumped into him, clearly knowing what they were doing, and his head just banged off the post very, very loudly. Oh, yes, you can actually um, hear the clang. Yeah, concussion. Oh, I didn't even hear the clang. I'm glad I didn't hear the clang. Oh, yeah, there was a replay that, that, that oh. gave you the clang. Yeah. They put the Batman I, sound bubble, too. Clang! <laughs> that would at least made it better. Concussion! Yeah. Well? Uh, is he okay? Um, he seems to be. You know, he played through the rest of the game, and he seems to be fine. How many fingers am I holding up? But really, who cares? Not Jason Kreis, who said, you're not going to take a goalkeeper out of a match like that unless he's begging to come out. Yes, you are! Fucking Which is, uh, Do we not have a collective bargaining agreement that protects these fuckers? No, they you took concussions out oh. for free agency. <laughs> you can have free agency, but you do not get to leave the pitch with a concussion. Oh my God. Screw you. Um, surprisingly, Saunders' giant bleeding head bump uh, wasn't the most gruesome injury of the week. Instead, uh, that went to Justin Mapp's dislocated elbow. Oh yeah, I did catch that. I actually saw that. Mm. I just saw like, Mark the only tunes to in it. for the yeah, injuries. Yeah, apparently. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I swear to God, I watched like about on your six. Phone? I probably saw about six minutes of non-TFC matches, <laughs> and I saw the worst parts. Nice. And I saw it just as it happened too, and I just I didn't see like Why it, are you yelling? because it was gross. <laughs> but uh, what was funny was I didn't realize what had happened until I saw the 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 keeper walk away doing one of. He's holding his elbow and just, ah! Like, yeah. he clearly saw how gruesome it was. Mm. I couldn't see because of the angle of the camera, but dislocated elbows suck. Probably, yes. I've never had one, but... Oh, they're worse. Apparently they're worse than the shoulder. Sucks huh? for hitchhiking. Yeah, mm. true. Indeed. Um, anyway, that was pretty much the only interesting thing about Montreal versus DC. Uh, the biggest matchup uh, beyond the hype of Orlando and New York was 
Uh, the potential MLS Cup preview, as in Seattle, take on Tony Walsh's New England Revolution. <laughs> and, uh, you got a team, you fuck, got a team now. those guys. <laughs> Mine's irony. <laughs> Whatever. You'd love it. And uh, this one was no contest. Uh, Seattle tearing in uh, New England, a new one. Uh, a 3-0 win. Dempsey and Oberfemi Martins combining very nicely. It's all very distasteful. Yeah, that last goal was so nice. Yes. I hope they poured uh, tea in a lot of good things there. Yeah. I hope so. Bunbury went off hurt. That made me smile. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you, you don't want to wish injuries on people, but... No, uh, yeah, I I'm don't. Not Typically, I don't. How about regions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had a lot of snow this year, did you, New England? <laughs> oh, no, I'm very sorry for you. How about you just pour it in the harbour? That'll get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Is this a snow tax? Mm. <laughs> um, all right, so two other teams that uh, have had long spells of success with a, a very specific and recognisable style and who I think could well be on the way down uh, tried different things this season with their varying success. Real Salt Lake have switched their diamond midfield to a 4-3-3 and uh, it didn't go great as they were very reliant on Nick Romando to get a 0-0 tie against Portland, leaving a frustrated Caleb Porter saying, we outplayed that team. They know it, we know it. Everyone knows it. They got a point, so it's a draw and a good result for them. But honestly, I thought our guys threw everything at them. Uh, when he was done saying that quote, did his, did his Edge's music play and he walked out? Because that's a hell of a promo. Yeah. That's <laughs> really good. That's that's wrestling caliber. Good job, Porter. Uh-huh. Yes, he's, he's got a yeah, there's a, there's a career for him there. Yeah, he's maybe going to have to be one of the the managers rather than the actual wrestler. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah you know, of course, yeah. of course. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Salt Lake uh, is embracing the future of four three three. It sounds like spotting Kansas City, right? Well, not anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. They changed to four five one, then a four four two against New Jersey. Uh, the Sparks did well with it, created a lot of chances, but could only get a one one tie. Uh, Don Dwyer missed plenty of chances, later going to Twitter to say, my wife could have finished that. Uh, self-deprecation, which seems really charming until you remember he's talking about Sydney Bloody LaRue. <laughs> yeah. Um, can, I no, wish, can I wish an injury on her too? Go yeah. on. All right. That's fair. Yeah. And I'm done. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot to say really about, about Philadelphia's no old tie with Colorado. That was fairly... Uh, Unnoteworthy, but uh, the rapid tough sign James Riley, who's now with his seventh MLS club, which is uh, apparently a record, causing Dominic Kajiro to sigh, pack up his things in Montreal, and plan his next move. Nathan Sturgis to weep salty tears of self hatred <laughs> for his move back to Houston, which didn't help his total of clubs at all. No, no, You'd already played there, exactly that doesn't count. Wrong move. Mm. Scarf collection. Yes. Um, anyway, that's about it, really. Uh, the early season mean was little in the way of pressure or storylines to really create much drama or good quotes to complement the action. Uh, so that would be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Okay, I got it. Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks! And now you're gonna believe us, we're gonna win the call! Good day.
day everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite hashtag game and hopefully yours as well. Last week's Bitchy Blank was, while in Vancouver, TFC players will do blank after the match. Before we get to this week's winner, what did you fine gentlemen have for this blank? Meth. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> That's pretty good. I put, uh, while, in, while in Vancouver, TFC players will get more photos of random women giving them the finger after the match as their Instagram account needs some activity. Mm. Well, that's yeah. uh, very similar. I said that they will dance in the face of as many Vancouverites as they can and see who can get the most middle finger salutes. Actually have a competition out of it. Ooh, I like that. That mm. isn't bad. Mine was a little more, uh, you know, let's take over the city kind of thing. They're going to they're gonna fit in and then... So they're going to do some hot yoga. They're going to get a cold brew coffee. They're going to ride their bikes back to the hotel because after all... We own Vancouver now, right? But this week's winner is uh, Simon at Hitcherado on the Twitters. His response was, after the game, TFC players will tie Caldwell's arms to his sides and solder them in place. Warren Craval approves this message. He does. Straight up. His poor head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next week's Bitchy Blank is as follows. The Columbus crew have replaced Crew Cat with a new mascot named SC, but he should be called Blank. Please send us your responses to any of our individual accounts on the Twitters or to at Vocal Minority CA using the hashtag BitchyBlanks. Play early, play often. to this week we have a, another match coming up of course our bye week isn't until the following week we are headed to columbus apparently in numbers because the club is paying for buses i don't know mm. there's fans going there should be some away support which is exciting but really the most important thing is that it's trillium cup time mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. who needs the mls cup when we can go down to columbus and start the epic three game journey that it takes to win that coveted piece of silverware set tasers to fun hated rivals the crew uh, i think you mean retain not win oh that is correct mm -hmm. we are the reigning champions mm -hmm. you're this right i know the belt is this just in <laughs> good point the crowding moment of gilberto's career mm -hmm. holding up that trophy he mm -hmm. didn't leave town without silverware no that's probably not made of silver Oh, no, he did. You're right. He stole the knife and fork in his hotel room. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, we're going to go play the crew or whatever it is they call themselves. Some fashion of the crew. But that really Fascism? is... Fascism? Fashion. Oh. No, it was fashion. Okay. Confirmed. I said fashion. Confirmed. Confirmed. Sorry. I heard fashion. I, you, you never know. You never know. Yeah, I, was I heard fashion. Sure. There's some weird time. Yeah, it's this mm. microphone, I guess. Mumbles. So the crew... Have a new name, a new badge, new crew cat, bastards. Mm. Who are these guys? I understand a good rebrand, and I will say the new badge, lack of construction workers, notwithstanding, is kind of fantastic. It's really nice. But team um, isn't that much different than last year's team, with the exception of a notable thorn in TFC's side, uh, mm. Kai Kamara, joining mm -hmm. the crew, mm -hmm. to, to help support and augment... Uh, Iguain, both problematic enough and uh, have hurt Toronto multiple times in their careers. So how will Toronto have to adjust to deal with the threat that they pose? 
It's a good question. I, mean, I get the impression Vanny probably isn't going to adjust that much. That's know? my fear. If he's not going to adjust his tactics for Vancouver, have got Kukuda Manny, who clearly do this a lot, why the hell bother to adjust it for these guys? Yeah, he may, he may very well. Sorry, he, oh. may, he may very well think that way too. Like we absorbed that fast it attacking, counter-attacking team. By a team. We can handle can't this. Finish, yeah, and that's the thing. That's the difference. You know, um, they would be best suited to find the happy medium between what they started with and what they ended with to start and see how that goes. Um, you know, the difference, like we said, between Vancouver and a guy like Huguain up front. He only needs the one chance, oh, and, yeah. and he's going to hurt you. He's a guy every time. Yeah, so if they're opening themselves up like they did in the first half, uh, they, they may find themselves in a bigger hole than 1-0. Mm -hmm. But Higuain's not a sort of speedy get-behind-the-defensive No, he's guy. very very technical. What I mean is he just needs the one chance. Sure. If, he, if he gets his opening... Mm -hmm. and is going to be the guy yeah. getting chances via... Speed mm -hmm. our crazy high line, yeah. So Higuain can yeah. get you another well, one. Get it down the, the two corner, of them together, you know. catches up, puts it back in the middle. Higuain, yeah. half chance, yeah. The point being, the, those two just need half a chance, whereas Vancouver needed, you know, eight chances for yeah, every like one. There's, there's a possibility the two of them together this season, like, incredibly dangerous combination mm -hmm. with the, the speed and the skill, you know. There's yeah, just Knives too. Yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah, I, I Good do think play. that Columbus will do very well this season. They were my supporter shield pick. <laughs> so oh, we read. Uh, uh, they they uh, lost yes. to Houston in the first round there, which did surprise me a lot because I'm not expecting good things from Houston. No, I figure Houston. Apparently, there was mainly about Houston's goalie being good though, and uh, uh, you know Columbus did actually pretty much dominate the game. So eighteen to eight in shots, something like that. Yes. Oh, goody. Yeah, I feel like they're. I mean, especially kind of last season. Presumably, they're still doing it this season. They're all very much about, you know, kind of getting the fullbacks forward in attack and that sort of thing as well. So, I feel like in a way, they're, they're kind of like the the prototype that, that TFC is trying to be like. But I guess we're just trying to be fancier and you know, with a lot better players and eventually going to be better than them. But you know, I think right now, you know, what we see from Columbus might well be, yeah, you know, this is could be a better version of TFC essentially for now at least. It's been a funny fixture the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Despite form on either side and despite venue, it's really kind of gone in different ways. Really weird, yeah. Know. Like the outcome's unexpected, but also the play isn't... That's what happens with a derby. Mm. You can't predict a derby like this. enjoyable to watch. No, like, you usually kind of... That's the thing. It seems to Both be... Both teams are too nervous for the Trillium is Cup. Is that what it is? Is that like looming over them? They just can't concentrate? But This is what Altador came back for. This kind of thing. Yeah. Those games always seem really mm -hmm. disjointed. Yeah. Kind of scrappier than they need to be, but not in a game-related sense. Just a yeah, like a nervous. And now we can't. Laugh we don't know logo. what to do. Exactly. Yeah, what are we gonna do without that logo? Jokes. <laughs> Half my match previews are gone. <laughs> it's like I don't even know you guys anymore. <laughs> you changed, man. Mm. <laughs> I'm. I'm. The same boat as, as watch out for Iguain, watch out for Kamara. This is going to be an uglier game for Toronto than Vancouver. Absolutely. Just, just their potential. If it's two, if they're down 2 0 after 35 minutes, I will not be surprised. I will be surprised if they're not. The defense are going to play it way too far up and they're going to get burned and then they're going to be suffering and then then we're going to all look to out the door to save a so savior and then. He'll score a couple, get the picture. We're good. Team USA plays well at Crew Stadium. It's true. It's true. Dosa Zero. Dosa Zero. Yes. Oh, you with the accent. Zero. 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 
He's the cultural one. In Barcelona? Are you practicing? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the only thing I, I wasn't really, the only reason I was worried about the Vancouver game is because of TFC's form in, in BC Place, but also it's TFC on the road. Yeah, this game scares me far more in terms of getting opened up and really burned on, on the counter, burned by any number of things. They've got, you know, they've got a lot of players coming back again. They've got a really solid midfield. It's just worrisome all around. But we shall see what occurs. They have a, a week off. Well, a week to train, teams back together, no one's off at negotiations, everyone is in one place again. Really, one of the burning questions, though, Cruz Stadium. Hmm. It's been renamed something incredibly complicated. Duncan, do you have the actual official full name in front of you by chance? Not right now, but I can. As I talk about it, so it's Map Free is what I've been calling it. Map Free. You don't need, you don't want a map because you don't want to find Did it. Did you have Google on your phone? Yes. Map free. Map free. We, uh, or they're going to give out free maps. Please come see us. Oh, there's. It's the same team. It's the new Thundersticks. We promise. It is Mutualidad de la Agrupación de Propietarios de Fincas Rústicas de España Stadium. Will you fuck up that? Let's showing off. go. Yes. That just rolls off the tongue. Don't you mean Estadio de whatever you just said? Good point. Yes. I do. For you Anglophiles, it's Matt Free Stadium. The Maracruna. That's Portuguese. Better. Full improvement. All right, so what I want to know is, what does it actually stand for? I think you're going to find what it. Does, what should it stand I, for? No, I think... No, no, you, it's what it does. If you put that in Google Translate, you will find it actually comes out exactly the same letter-wise. Uh, translates to Mandatory Awkward Pathetic Fourth Rate Endorsement. Oh. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Very uh -huh. scuba-ish of you. Yeah, pretty much. Without the resuscitation. I wish that was correct, Mark Ingley. Oh. <laughs> but it's actually the name of a ancient Germanic festival. You know, of course, big oh, German yeah. community mm. oh, from yeah. the Middle Ages. It translates loosely into the fire of the maps. Ooh. And it's now performed annually on the Ohio State Fairgrounds. And uh, it's near that church where people pee on. Mm. Um, and Good it's church. a historical gathering of pure-blooded Bavarians where the maps of foreign places were put in a giant bonfire just to drive home the fact that foreigners aren't welcome. <laughs> also, also, there's mulled wine. Oh, oh, nice. oh, I'm in. But it's white. Lovely. Damn it. Get it? That's a pretty supreme mm. thing. Um, it is actually a Spanish thing. This uh, what it actually stands for. It's not the actual mutuality, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's actually Spanish for uh, Mascotas para el final de las reglas de la eutanasia. Which is uh, mascots against no sorry mascots for the end of euthanasia. This is a crew cat Sobo is coming, and he is putting a really aggressive PR effort to uh, avoid the inevitable, Aww. going as far as to set up a non-profit in Spain. Nice. And then sponsoring Crew Stadium with that. It's I feel bad about making fun of it now. Remember, kids, you can't spell feline aids without Mapfra. <laughs> True. <laughs> I went with a slightly Mostly. different spin on it. You know, when we're saying, I'm saying map free. It's actually free map. And, and it's a focused uh, subliminal campaign to get Justin Map out of Montreal, mm. returned American mm. player, to uh, mm. to the heartland. Mm. Free map. Mm. Free map. Do they have good, like, elbow surgeons down there? Or? I've heard that the, the He's got Columbus, uh, yeah, right on the, the Ohio River. They have a Mayo Clinic. 
Okay. Oh, nice. Actually, just a place that sells mayonnaise. Yeah. There's a clinic in the back. Folding table. Um, anyway. And then the last burning question from uh, from this match preview for Columbus. What is Crew Cat doing now? Linda. <laughs> I said what, not who. <laughs> you met Linda? <laughs> no, um, he's actually uh, hitting the gym and the Ooh. turning bed. Really? Uh, he's trying to turn himself a bit more buff, a bit more orange, and he's going to go and get a job with the Dayton Dutch Lions. Mm, very nice. Nice. Italian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Local, Ohio. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was doing some research, and uh, he's going to be performing the casino circuit as a classic rock outfit <laughs> with the other three guys from the old crew badge as backup. Mm-hmm. April 17th to 29th, Crew Cat and the Crewmen will be performing at Windsor Caesars Palace. April 24th and 25th, they'll be playing Foxwoods Casino over in Lanard, Connecticut. And May 15th, 17th, Fire Rock Navajo Casino in McKinley, New Mexico. Get ready for a treat as the special opening act will be none other than Shiva's Fighter, a.k.a. Bro Goat, a.k.a. Muscle Goat, performing his very unique brand of prop-based stand-up comedy. <laughs> for two... <laughs> For more news and tour dates, please check out the website crewcatandthecrewmen.com. Back to you. So Bro Goat is now the carrot top of yeah. mascot comedians. Pretty much. They're both on the juice. Well done, sir. Hell yeah, clearly. See, I too see Crew Cat in, a, in a, an entertainment industry of mm. sorts. A bit of turnabout is, uh, turnabout is fair play. He's now dancing at a club that has been run by uh, former crew cheerleaders <laughs> that have been perhaps wronged by... Mm. Bye, Crew Cat. And uh, he's dancing for scraps of uh, low-grade catnip that uh, plushy and furry fans are willing to throw onto the stage. It's all very sordid, but uh, really, it's about what he deserves. For he does well at Comic Con. Mm. You know, that room in the basement. <laughs> he knows the message board. Does anyone think Tron's going to come away from Columbus with a result? It's not impossible. No, not impossible. A defeat is a result. <laughs> Positive result. Wow. Uh, positive. Mm. With uh, points. How's that? Are they going to come sure. away from Columbus with any points? Maybe. No. Maybe get one. But, you know. Bubbles burst all over the place. One at best. Yeah, I'm thinking too well. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't expect a win at this game at all. But if they can come away with a point, I'll count it as a positive thing. All right, we are rolling into the end of this week's episode. But of course, no VMP episode these days would be complete without a little bit of VMP Would You Rather. I hear it's good. Uh, I hear it's good. Mark Kinkley. Would you rather pretend your club has been around for 40 years when it hasn't? (laughs) (laughs) Or jump the bandwagon and move to rename Toronto C to Toronto Metros and claim 44 years of existence? Is it called the Metro Blizzard Links? Croatia? Should, like, get all of the, all yeah. the things in there. Well, city Falcons, to, Croatia. Yeah, we can go mm. to City Falcons, Croatia and get another two years on this. Sweet. Stuff. There we go. I'm so, all on board that one. Yeah. That's that's my answer. I'll Whatever pretend. That. I don't want to say, say since 1970 on the back of the show. I shirt. know, because this Because that, that would be pathetic. That's pretty late, isn't it? <laughs> God, I would hate to think that more than one club does that. In the Pacific Northwest and Northern California. <laughs> Someone sounds bitter. A little bit. I've been doing Jersey reviews. You know <laughs> they bit- all put it on. You know who's bitter? George Best's Sexy Ghost is bitter. Uh, yeah. That's not my team. <laughs> well, she was rebranded as Aztecs. Why not? My team went to Houston. <laughs> <laughs>
If there was any links, yeah, they went to Houston. Yeah, they're pretty much. Mm. All right. Uh, let's, why, why do that when you can just gloss over it? Mm. So mine is, would you rather ride the team bus filled with Timbit players hopped up on sugary treats or the same bus filled with MLSE execs wanting to sell you tickets, but they give you beer? Not MLSC execs. Yeah, I want I can punch I've got, got really good at tuning them out, so I'm also like beer out of it. And riding on a bus with kids? Mm-hmm. See, yeah. if, if I'm on it's the bus with the kids, they're the ones doing the yelling. If I'm on the bus with the execs, I'm the one doing the yelling. Yeah, they're doing the soft, that's, that's a good soft sell. Hey, yes. hey, guy. Hey, friend. For goodness. You bang. <laughs> Where's my beer? Next. Beer. Next. <laughs> beer me. <laughs> Yeah, I think you got to go with the uh, the exact bus. Right. This uh, more entertainment uh, value there, I think. All right. Well, we're going to go to uh, a reader listener submission again from Simon. Simon gets the double this week. Doing the double. Uh, and he wants to know who would you rather re-sign, Andrea Lombardo or Laurent Robert? Lombardo. Lombardo. <laughs> He's a T Multi- C legend for many reasons. Mostly my own. <laughs> Mostly Tony's. Yeah. Mostly because I can write about the Dufferin 29 bus. And, you know. Yeah, Plus, there's no doubt he lives in Vaughn. Yeah. By now. So, TFC 2's right there. Yeah. That's a very good point. I, I think if, if you actually could quantify how many articles in the Yorkies showed up with his name in it, it's got to be in the 30 percentile. At least the 30 percentile. The 29 percentile. The 29 percentile. For the Dufferin bus. Which I hear he wrote a lot. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with Laurent Robert. I think, uh, you, know, you, get, you get him and Benoit Cheru. You know, get the two of them together. It's kind of going out on the town and that sort of thing. I even think Cheru would have gonna enough of him. It's going to be good times. Yeah. Cheru would be like, yeah. Cheru's like, how did like, you give up? He's a hardcore Marseille Frenchman. Mm. Down by the docks. Yeah. Meeting Jason Bourne. <laughs> Robert is your Parisian frou-frou. frou-frou mm-hmm. At the cafe. Baguette eater. Alright, well, we make them fight uh-huh. then. Right, there you go. Ooh, there oh, they're gonna go. fight anyway. Oh, you don't have to make them. Oh, a French fight. <laughs> you yeah. go first. Yeah, la, la. I surrender. No, you surrender. No, I surrender. No, I surrender. Open hand slaps. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. Sheru is from Marseille. They know to close the fist. Bang. It's on there. It's Bang. on the city. Uh, Welcome to, as you're driving to town, we know how to close a fist. In French, it's In French, oh yeah. Romantic. Of course. I don't care if you're in Newcastle. I must say I am the bigger Chris Waddle fan. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the subject of many brawls. Who I owns so. Waddle? Yes. All right. Dominates. Who are you pointing to? Either would way. you rather go with Duncan's or would you rather go with mine? Huh. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Decisions, decisions. Duncan. Sure. Uh, would you rather... That doesn't count, Tony. <laughs> Just go to part B. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is! Oh, no! God damn it. I didn't even think about that. I mean, Tony. It's a trap. <laughs> Again? Uh, this is like similar to that. Uh, there's a question out there. It's about when you know, like fighting, you know, sort of tiny horses or giant ducks. Mm. Would you rather fight? I you almost know, wrote one like that, by the way. Bright DK-sized Sebastian Javinko. <laughs> <laughs> or Javinko-sized Bright DK. One of each. Yeah. <coughs> which, which one are you gonna fight? <laughs> I got. I, I, I find strong and little frightening, so I gotta go with the DK size Jovinko. 
Yeah, I'm the same way. I little, yeah, yeah. Yeah. little and that strong. <laughs> like balls level. Ugh. No. Childish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the DK size Javinko as well. I'm going to go with the Javinko size DK. Really? Why not? Yeah. Ooh, thank God that's done. Part B. Duncan. Who would you rather go on a picnic with? <laughs> DK size Javinko or Javinko size DK in the bedroom. <laughs> you and your part uh, piece. Then I go with the little one. <laughs> yeah, little one. Totally little one. Yeah, I'm still my rich I don't even care who it is, the little one. <laughs> Plus, I don't want to see that eyeball tattoo stretched big oh, in the on. bedroom. That's fucking creepy. <laughs> Why are Forget I asked. No. That, that is a very good yeah. question, <laughs> I think, yes. Why are you seeing his eyeball thing? I, <laughs> Do I look like I'd be in front? <laughs> I'm glad we got to the bottom of this. <laughs> Let's class this up. Oh yeah, please. I'm sure. I can't wait to hear. Would you rather have John Newman's Love Me Again played at full volume out loud every time you were slightly aroused? <laughs> or gold mouth fireworks go off every time you fart. Fireworks. Fireworks. That sounds awesome. Yeah, fireworks. Mo- mainly because I keep just trying to do a fireworks. Even if you're trying to do a little quiet one at work. <laughs> oh, you think have, about you it. have to be in the vicinity? What? No, no, they're right behind you. Oh. Oh, totally. Totally. You could hire me for birthday parties. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I went to Chipotle. You sure? You're, you're extra two hundred bucks. That's a good point, actually. If you can do that, if you can shoot fire, big fat fireworks, I don't need to work. I don't need regular. I didn't say they're coming out of your ass. They just appear. No, behind that's you. fine. Still, that's so, great. So, that's fine. Yeah. I just tell everybody it's a remote starter. Watch this. No one at this awesome. table has been on a first date in a long time. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you want to hear John Newman playing constantly? Come on. It's kind of, you know. Romantic. You'd be like, whoa, why is that playing? (laughs) And then eventually after the first date, you know, she gets to know you and that sort of thing. She learns the pattern and then all of a sudden it's like, we're watching Emmerdale Farm. Just so so we're clear, just so I know the parameters. How loud is the song? Oh, it's a full volume. You said full volume. Full volume? volume. Is it like stadium full volume? Well, no, like, if you're in a room, it fills the room. So if you're out at a restaurant, it's no one gone wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sticking with the fireworks. Yeah, no, fireworks. That song would play way too much. You guys are weird. Whatever. That was brilliant. You're weird. (laughs) Bird! (laughs) Look at the the fucking question. (laughs) Oh, shit. Remember that time Tony got burned? By ass fireworks. <laughs> you want this at every party. That's it for this week's edition of Would You Rather, but don't be afraid to send us your queries, footy or not, uh, with the Would You Rather tag, VMPWYR. Yes. I also want to know from listeners fart fireworks or love me again when you're around? That's a good question. And also, too, it's Tiny DK or Giant Jovinko. In the side. That's what I'm saying. Which, which, which version of that? The important one. The part, part B is where all yeah, the magic yeah. happens. Part A is just, that's just the blind side. Yeah. That's just the sunny distraction before you get to the dark underbelly. 
That's it for this week's edition of VMP Would You Rather. Please do send us your responses on the Twitters using the hashtag VMPWYR. And uh, as requested by half of the table, we would like your responses to Tony and Duncan's Would You Rathers. You can leave those in the comments when we post the podcast. Or again, send them directly to both of them on the Twitters. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's an open space. This is a safe house. Safe. (laughs) Safe place. Who are we going to tell? Yeah, Yeah, really. We'll keep it. Well, we really, it's between us. But do join us next week when we review the results from the match against the crew. We discuss the curious case of the disappearing D-Row. Talk about TFC2 and much more. Joining us next week, as always... The man who reviews all the kits that are fit to wear, it's Mark Hinckley. Thank God, I thought it was getting cut. Not this week. You're good for one more week. What? Uh, his obsession with John Newman notwithstanding, he'll be back with us as usual. It's Tony Walsh. That's what devils do. Eh? Eh? Mm. I'm aroused. <laughs> <laughs> He's the part B to the podcast part A. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Fletcher. Bam, 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 wee! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At least it was night time when you did it. <laughs> As for me, I am your host, and uh, I have nothing more to say. I'm Kristen Knowles. Do come back next week, but until then, Toronto, get used to it. Recorded on a sound file. Because I like to have them fresh. <laughs> I'm a professional, Tony. <laughs> Fuck. That's a very good point. Yeah. We don't need you anymore, Mark. Put, 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 put. Fair care review's done yet. <laughs> so you still get to edit this, right? <laughs> hey. I don't know that might have been a she. A she is a she? Well, I, she cat. I kind of got a, a fairly a much more feminine vibe from it than did you, you do from crew cat. Did you check under the hood? Yeah. No, but I, lift the yeah. tail. Was it mascot top or mascot bottom? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Screw cat. <laughs> Yar! Would you rather have virus protection? What does virus protection say? <laughs> Would you rather rape, or would you rather pillage?
I've had a lot of guys as roommates. Anyway. Is that recording? Oh, yeah. Just, just put that in randomly Oops. in the outtakes with no, <laughs> no, context. no context whatsoever. Thanks. And, and it was clean, too. So. I just had a lot of guy roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to just keep throwing it in. And then put a guitar riff. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>